morning, Clear Lake and Houston. Welcome to Thrive Life Radio. I am your host, Amy Robison, here to kick off this final week before Christmas. We're excited to be with you today, um, getting ready to celebrate also the coming of 2018. I can't believe 2017 is already coming to an end. It has been quite a year, as we will get into later today. Joining me on the show today is Veronique Eberhardt of Joyous Living, and we have quite a show for you this morning. We're going to be diving into the hot topic of emotional eating. It has been a very emotionally charged year this year, whether you're looking at politics or race relations, sexual assault, then of course all of the natural disasters we've had all over the place, you know, the storm here, all kinds of things happening this year, and that all takes such a toll on us from an emotional and stress standpoint. So we thought this would be a great topic to kind of end the year out, especially also because we are going into the beginning of the year when we have our New Year's resolutions right around the corner, everybody deciding to get healthy at the beginning of the year. So hopefully we can give you some good tips and tricks and talk into some different behavior patterns that you might be experiencing yourself that you can start working on and add into your resolutions for the beginning of the year. So... There has been this controversy going around the studio that started on Barbershop Talk. And so I did not prep Veronique with this question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really curious what's going to happen. Because I wanted it to be kind of, you know... out of left field a bit, but also to not give her any, you know, subliminal messages Mm -hmm. of how to answer this question. So... Here's the question. Since you have lived in the north and in the snow, I I am very curious to see what your answer would be. So... The controversy has been, what do you call the winter hat, the knit types, knit style hat that you wear during the winter? What do you call that? Are you really asking that to a French person? Yes. (laughs) I'm losing, I'm so shocked, I'm losing my headset. (laughs) And this is why I did not prep her beforehand, because I wanted a real unique to this question. Well, I call it a, a red hat with a wide, uh, a wide, wide brim. <laughs> or oh, Santa hat? Santa hat? Okay. I don't know. Okay, so I would call this a beanie or a snow hat. I think we also called it a snow cap, something like that. So where the controversy started was that Mr. Doug here at the station calls it a toboggan. Uh, no, I've never heard that in Canada. <laughs> Thank you. Never heard anything. We know what a toboggan is, and it's not a hat. It's a sled. <laughs> it's a sledge. It's a, sled. <laughs> it's a sledge. <laughs> so this topic has become so controversial that even I-45 now mm. actually picked this up and had a conversation with Doug and Amber last night or the night before actually discussing this live on I-45 now. What do you call this this hat? And, and I... Doug, I'm sorry to say, but I think you are losing this conversation. He, he just is like, it's yeah. a toboggan. He just doesn't know. Toboggan is not a hat. It's a sled. Even French people know that. Yes. So we would like to just continue this controversial topic. Doug says he's mm-hmm. the one that's right. It's a toboggan. No, a toboggan is definitely a sled. I have literally never heard that before in my entire life. I have lived in Wyoming. I lived in Montana. I lived in North Dakota. And I have literally never heard mm-hmm. that terminology before he's he's just very much saying he's right 
<laughs> so those of you listening out there, I would love to hear what you have to say about this so we can just continue the controversy of the toboggan versus the beanie. This is Controversy Vinyl Draft 2017. Weigh in. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> having said that, another emotional topic of yeah, conversation. Yeah. Doug says that. we need to now go search it on Amazon and find that it's actually a thing. So, Doug, we will do that, but I am telling you, every person I have talked to has never heard of that terminology. So, mm-hmm. I think it might be a Doug thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree with you. So, having said that, we are going to go ahead and just start diving into a bit of a more serious issue, which is emotional eating. And this is such an important topic of conversation because there's so much confusion around what food is, yeah. and there's confusion about what it's supposed to do for us. And why has it become so confusing? Yeah. Food seems like it should be a fairly simple thing, but it's become very confusing. Yeah. I was telling Veronique um, before we sat down today that I was in Barnes & Noble recently, and so I decided to just walk through the health section, so looking at the diet books and all of that stuff. And I can definitely say, if you are someone who's trying to make changes and you're you're wanting to, you know, to start 2018 off on mm-hmm. the right foot, walking through there is absolutely overwhelming. It Where is. do you start? There yeah. is, everybody has the answer and it's and it's so varied and so different and it's just kind of like you're just kind of get stuck and I can see where people wanting to you know make those kind of changes and start you know off the new year on a fresh foot just don't even know what to do so Mm -hmm. I would love to hear from you in your work um, with Joyous Living um, with the you know personal development and those lifestyle behaviors and those behavior patterns what is it that you see why has food become so confusing and what does food really mean well, that's a lot of question there. Why does it become so confusing? Because, because the, <laughs> the short answer is because it's a huge market. Yeah. And we're trying to confuse people. The, the fact of the matter is we all need to eat. And I, I think it's really worth just saying that because sometimes I say that in my, to my client in groups and they look at me and they say, yeah, that's true. Food is nourishment. We're supposed to eat. We don't have a choice. You know, there is other, the other stuff out there that we have a choice. We can smoke or not smoke. We can drink alcohol or not drink alcohol. But we have to eat. There is no other way around. Mm-hmm. So food is something we have to do. And traditionally, food is really nourishment. It's about growing up. It's about being healthy. It's about being strong. All our strengths is coming from what we eat. I mean, if you think about that, you come on earth as a little baby, you weigh between five and 10 pounds, more, more than 10 pounds if you're my sons, but, and then you grow up to be this adult and all what you have to do to put on, to grow, to put those bones, to put this flesh, it's to eat. Absolutely. This is what we do. So people will really say food is not, you know, what is food for? Good food, it doesn't, it doesn't help, it's not good for you. It doesn't help for your health. You just need to take pills and stuff like that. But think about it. You know, for millennia, we just needed to eat to get from a baby to a grown up. We don't need anything else. We yes. need the, the, the milk of the mother and then we need some food and we need some real food. Food is nourishment. So where did it become so complicated? Probably when food became overwhelmingly um, present Mm -hmm. in our culture. Very available. Very available. And when it became a commodity Mm -hmm. and when it became a market and when we became a market 
and uh, a huge experiment. That's what we are. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's so readily available and so many different types of food yes. are available where yeah. for you know hundreds of thousands of years, there's only been what's available in your area, what's just naturally grown, mm-hmm. naturally raised. Um, and so today, and this, yeah. there's just there's so much, we just don't know what to mm-hmm. do with it. And that's really what we as human beings are supposed, uh, you know, genetically, that's what we're supposed to have. The food, what's anything that grows that has roots or that eats something that grows and that that have roots. You know, eating yes. is actually not that complicated. <laughs> if it doesn't grow or doesn't eat something that grows, then don't eat it. <laughs> you know? And, uh, well, yes, but that's a, a lot more complicated than that. You know, food was for... For many years, it was like when you were rich, being rich meant having food. Mm-hmm. And having food meant being rich. You would count uh, people's wealth according to how much head cattle they had. Yeah. And not too long ago, I mean, we're in, in, in Texas, we know the cattle was, head count was like how much money you had. Right. And all the cu- cultures all around the world for so many years, um, centuries, millennia, it was like all about having food. Yeah, and you spent so much time either mm-hmm. growing food, thinking yeah. about food, preparing yeah. food, yeah. hunting down food. You know, it was such a large part of the and day. And then later on, conserving food, yes. canning, and then keeping. And you know, half half to seventy five percent of your life was basically f- around food because food is life. Yes. And now we treat food like it's an enemy. Yes. We treat food like it's uh, something that we have to avoid. And it's very disturbing because as human being, we, our, our genetic makeup doesn't understand that. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, we are flooded with food all the time, everywhere. And on the other hand, we are flooded with uh, contradictory emotions around food and avoiding food and which food I have to eat, which food is, is good for me, which food is bad for me. This person say that and that person say that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very, very confusing. So we are messed up in our really genetic makeup, you know, uh, uh, what we are as human beings. And it's, it's, uh, we need to come back to that. And we need to entangle or detangle mm-hmm. like the, the, this big, this big problem we we created for ourselves yes yes Mm -hmm. there is i think what you're saying about the fear about food and the avoid trying to avoid it when it's such a critical component of how the body works i mean the body runs off of nutrients so without those nutrients the body begins to break down Mm -hmm. because it's not getting what it needs and so to not to want to avoid food and i have even had clients tell me i wish i didn't have to eat yeah because they just didn't know what to do and they were so they had so much anxiety around Mm -hmm. choosing food and how to cook and how to prepare it and Mm -hmm. do i eat it raw do i cook it you know where do i source it from you know can I eat this can Mm -hmm. I eat that and there was so much overwhelm and anxiety they literally would just tell me I wish I didn't have to eat and that is such a sad place to be but it's very common and it's uh, you're right to say it's sad that's something I want to say because we talk about emotional food and we're going to dive into that but food in essence is emotional yes but it's the the food we share it's the the, Christmas is coming it's eating around the table it's it's the good feeling is being the the first thing we know is the mother's milk is the mother's breast I mean is there any stronger emotion than that when and, and then when we talk about emotion Emotional eating, what we mean is bad emotion. It's eating to feel 
you know, to feed a hole, to feel a hole of lack of emotion or whatever it is that we're doing. But eating is emotional and we have to go back to this the good emotion that mm-hmm. we are having without guilt yes without guilt yes. And, and and without shame and without fear yeah there is so much fear uh, all the pesticide and, and and the guilt around uh, what is ethical growing animals is how we eat these animals are not grown ethically and and the fear around our health mm-hmm. and and all of those fears are justified i would say Absolutely. I would completely agree with you. They are definitely justified and therein lies the problem and the creating of more Mm -hmm. confusion around it. And it is, it's such an emotional thing, but we do think about the bad emotion around food instead Mm -hmm. of the joy. And like we said, Christmas is coming. We're about to sit around the table with our friends and family and have that amazing connection Mm -hmm. and nourish ourselves together Mm -hmm. in this place. And that's such an amazing thing to get to do and it's such an amazing thing to share. But it is so personal and so emotional yeah. you know what we do and so that also creates a lot of controversy yeah. because because it is such a personal thing then we have a high emotion around discussing it yeah 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 uh, so basically it's when emotions are, are really getting negative that's when we have to ask ourselves the question yes really. we're going to dive into that question as soon as we come back here on thrive life radio see you in a minute what do you get when you get associated they're super convenient and super friendly I love being a member and an owner of a credit union that cares. And you can join. So, get associated! Associated Credit Union of Texas. Lori Coppett. A name you can trust. Lori Coppett. A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending, serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori Why are you saying it like that? Coppett. Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori Seriously? Coppett. If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit L-C-O-P-P-O-C-K com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, Equal Housing Lending. Lori Copy. Oh, for God's sake. Do you ever wonder how every insurance company seems to boast about having the best rate for you? With so many companies, how is it possible that they can all have the best rate? Well, the reality is they're all telling the truth. Kind of. You see, each insurance company has a different set of target customers that they're looking for, so each company will have the best rate for someone. The challenge is finding the one that likes you the most. Perfect Policy evaluates you through more companies than any other insurance agent, and that's how they find the best policy for you. It just makes sense. More options means better value. Contact Perfect Policy today. Tucked away in the side streets of Kima, the white exterior of Kima Steak Company radiates a timeless essence. Behind the doors, a casual yet elegant dining experience welcomes their guests. They make sure your dining experience is nothing but the absolute best. Come in today and see why Kima Steak Company is your perfect getaway. Kima Steak Company is located at 707 Bradford Avenue in Kima. Contact them at 281-334-9463. Reservations recommended on weekends. Hi, this is Bertrand McHenry and you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio. You can't stop time, but you can reverse the aging process. Get ready for one of Houston's most innovative in cutting-edge medical spas that everyone's talking about. Kay McEunis' Beautiful Anti-Aging Skincare Studio is your one-stop for everything you need to look great now. Botox, fillers, hydrofacials, and weight loss. Looking younger was never so easy. Call Kay now for your personal consultation, 713-269-5372. Thank you. 
There may not be such a thing as a time machine, but at iCryo, their machines can help you feel better, look better, and may even help you feel younger. See what everyone is raving about and how cryotherapy may be right for you. Five locations to serve you. Call Kyle today at 832-474-3653 and find out what iCryo can do for you. Welcome back, everyone, to Thrive Life Radio. I'm your host, Amy Robison. And if you're just joining us this morning, I am speaking with Veronique Eberhardt of Joyous Living. And we are taking on the emotionally charged topic of emotional eating. And we have mm-hmm. started off in a really good conversation about how what food is supposed to be and that it's supposed to be nourishment. And the body really runs off of those nutrients. And what a wonderful thing that is mm-hmm. supposed to be. But because it is a huge market, it has turned into a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety and a lot of not knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. So we definitely want to continue diving into that topic of fear and how that confusion is really creating a lot of stress around food and eating, especially Mm -hmm. this time of year. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, I can't count the number of clients that have said, what am I supposed to do for Christmas? How do I get how do I get through the holidays? Yes. And there's and it's because of fear and anxiety of doing yes. something wrong. Doing something wrong. Yes. And that if they do something wrong, mm-hmm. they are wrong and they are now a bad person. Everything is linked and you're yeah. absolutely right. And uh, because it become it has become so complicated. And there is on one way, on one hand, what we know what to do. Mm-hmm. Most people know that broccoli is probably better than a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> and on the other hand, it is there is what we would like to yes. to have and what we like to get away with. And uh, it's it's really complicated. All that stress is really what the first thing we have to address. And that's the first thing, the first thing I'm doing in my practice. Uh, it's to lower lower people's stress. And yeah. just by doing that in any field, whether it's food or business or whatever relationship, just by lowering the stress level, people can make better choice. Absolutely. I mean, really people have to know what the stress is doing to them. I mean, there is less oxygen coming uh, to your gut. Mm-hmm. When you're under stress, you don't, you don't have your blood flow doesn't go to your digestive system, mm-hmm. you, uh, less production of enzymes and all those things. I mean, decrease your gut flora there's a huge things that happening when you are under stress so what i'm telling people is it's better to eat something that is so so not that you know healthy with joy Mm -hmm. and without guilt making a choice that you're going to eat that yes than eating something that we think is healthy and being so, under so much stress. Yes, I completely agree with so that. So much stress. So yeah. I'm not saying that you have to, to gorge into food, and that's not what I'm, you know, bad food. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying, just reevaluate, really reevaluate for yourself whether all that stress is good for you or not. So that's the first thing. Yeah. And that's what I'm bringing my, my client through a lot of the time. It's okay, let's breathe. Yes. Let's just take a step back. And then we can start to make better food choices. We can really start to make, um, you know, to decide, okay, this food is not good for me or this food is good for me. And a lot of the time we actually eat when we're under stress. Mm -hmm. We are under so much stress that we... um, we really don't know what to do. We just the only thing we need is to take care of that stress, which is very physical. It's cortisol in your body. And when your cortisol, your body is full of cortisol, what do you do? You eat, you eat. sugar. <laughs> yes. It's calling for sugar. Yep. 
a lot of the time. Yes. Yeah. And a client, uh, not a client, a person was writing yesterday a question about, well, when I'm stressed, I can't eat. That's a different, that's a different, and yeah, everybody's so different. Talk about the difference between that, because some people, when they're stressed out, they want, they really want to eat, and we mm -hmm. kind of touched on that a little bit, and then some people are stressed out, and they can't eat at all. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the difference um, between the two, and why it's, why we see such a difference. Well, I would say that everybody is different, mm -hmm. and even with the, within the same person, I remember when I was uh, in my grade 12 and doing the exams, I, when I was stressed out by the exam, I could not eat. Mm -hmm. Now, a few decades after that, when I'm stressed out by some other things, depending on the level of the stress, I, I, I have to eat certain food. Mm. And, or I'm just like, the stomach is so much compressed or whatever, or tight that yeah. I cannot eat. Yeah. So it really, I think it's really something which depends on the person how she processed the stress yeah. and what kind of stress it is, whether it's anxiety, whether it's just nerves, whether it's, it's panic. But a lot of the time when we are under stress, we need to be, uh, it depends, either th uh, soothed, we mm -hmm. need to, or we need to feel a hole, what I'm saying. So mm -hmm. everybody is different. For some people, it's all of a sudden, I need to feel comfort. Yeah. And they're going to go for comfort food. And every every everybody's comfort food is different and a lot of the time the comfort food come from memory of a food mm. that has been comforting and you have to ask yourself folks whether this favorite food of yours which is causing a craving this is when you have a craving mm -hmm. this favorite food of yours where it's coming from yeah and when i ask that to people to client a lot of the time they're going to tell me right away yes You know, yes. I'm, I'm, doing a, I'm doing a group coaching on, um, in, in Houston every Tuesday night. And last week was emotional eating and, and uh, on the same topic, fear, stress, and guilt around food. And a person was there and she said right away, it was Coca, Coca-Cola. And she said she was very healthy otherwise, eating pretty healthy, but Coca-Cola, she had to have Coke, yeah. Coca-Cola. And I said, well, where it's coming from? And she said right away, well, you know, I grew up in in a naughty country, she's in her 60s. And back then, when we had Coca-Cola, it was a huge thing. We had maybe once or twice a year. Yeah. And it was coming into these little boxes and it was coming into this little bottle and it was a gift from mommy. And it was maybe once in Christmas, at Christmas, and maybe once for her birthday, whatever, but it was a huge thing. Yeah. And now, every time she needs to, to, be, to, to go for something, she goes for Coca-Cola. Of course, you also have all the sugar and, and, and the caffeine. But a lot of the time, it's really where Think for yourself, just close your eyes and, and think for yourself, what, when is the first time I had that food? Mm. Where's that food coming from? Those cookies that I have to have, where are they coming from? And so we really, um, what's happening is that it's more the memory of the person we're missing or mm. the memory of the e event we're missing. And then we think it's the food, but it's not the food. Mm our emotion is in the food and what we have to learn is to cut the link between the food mm, yes. and the memory yeah. you know and then a lot of the time when we do that we realize well you know these oreo cookies they're nothing like what my mother or my grandmother used to do they're not even good but as long as we put our emotion in the food we think the food is good yes yes that's so true that's so true i also i had a client too that um 
was telling me that you know the the home that she grew up in was was fairly volatile, not necessarily physically abusive, but just a very volatile situation. Mm-hmm. And they had you know this one dinner. Um, I don't remember if it was weekly or monthly, and and we'll just call it spaghetti night because I don't remember exactly what the food was. And during that time, things were peaceful and very calm. Yes. And so as growing into an adult, mm-hmm. then that food represented calm and security and peace mm-hmm. because outside of that was just this volatile situation. And yeah. so it was a craving. Anytime things would feel volatile or very chaotic, mm-hmm. this food would bring back you know, that security and that feeling yeah. of safety. Yes. So it's very, this is really when it's very emotional and that's really when we go back. And a lot of what's happening is very emotional. A lot of what's uh, happening is... Uh, uh, is linked to memories mm-hmm. uh, and um, or some people would say you know every evening I was going home and I was alone my mom, no dad at home mom was working I would arrive and I was just going the fridge pantry and take whatever food they were and I would stick myself in front of the TV mm-hmm. and I would start eating and then you do that when you're 12 13 14 and then you do that still when you're in your 40s, yeah. you know, maybe when you were in your 14s, in your teens, maybe it was okay. And even, you know, uh, we are in a second and third generation of people doing that. Mm-hmm. And you can, we can see the devastation in our teens now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and it's not judgment. It's just, it's just really, it's, it's difficult because we know that we're setting them up for lifelong struggle with food. But even if you're a boy and you're 14 and you do that and you you know you don't have health and weight issues, when when you're in your 40, 20, 50s years later, and you still do that and you still need to have the same chips, you still need to have the same cookies, you still need to have the same thing that you had when you were a teenager, then it, it's a, a real problem on your health. It can mm-hmm. be a real problem years later. Absolutely. So that's something really important to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to understand that as a child and a teenager, mm-hmm. you know, you're still, your brain is still developing, you know, your body is still developing, those mm-hmm. behavior patterns are beginning mm-hmm. to develop. And those are things that even subconsciously you begin carrying through with mm-hmm. you over you know the next however many years yeah. so you know I think a, a good thing for us to kind of start transitioning into is the limiting beliefs around losing weight yeah so we're definitely coming into that time of year you know January just around the corner when everyone's like okay this is the year I'm gonna do it I'm gonna lose weight but the problem is is that there's lots of things out there lots of programs out there lots of foods all of these things available for you to do that and people end up not being successful not because they don't have the willpower or because they don't want to do it, but there's belief systems that have been ingrained in them possibly since they were a little Mm -hmm. kid that's not allowing them to do that. Mm -hmm. So why don't we, you know, why don't you um, start speaking into that a little bit? Well, the belief system is something that we know for sure Mm -hmm. and that nothing is going to make you think any different. But we know it's limiting because it's sure, absolutely sure for you, but it's not for your neighbor. Yeah. So that's how we know it's not true, if it's not true for everybody. So, for example, um, I cannot lose weight. I've never been able to lose weight. And uh, so that's a limiting belief. Mm-hmm. I can't. I've tried. It never works. Uh, or I'm big boned. Or I'm not meant, you know, in my family, everybody was always been big, so we cannot be thin. A lot of the time, 
it might be true, mm-hmm. but a lot of the time it's not a physiological truth. Right. It's a behavior, and it's what what has been done, you know, in in what has been eaten in the family for generation is right. probably not good for you. Right. Has maybe not be good for for the family. So it's not true that you cannot be thin if the rest of your family is not. This is not a truth. It's the reality. Yep. But it's not. But it's not true. It's not the truth. Yeah. Uh, there are plenty, plenty of truths uh, of beliefs that we are having like that. That we are. Uh, uh, it's going to be really hard, and I'm, I can't eat anything anymore. You yeah. know, they, yes. uh, the truth is that I'm going to. I won't be able to eat my favorite food ever mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it's true that you won't be able to eat junk. But what if your favorite food become healthy food? Right. What if you can change this belief into? I choose to eat healthy food or I choose to eat food that is good for me. And healthy doesn't mean boring. Exactly. Healthy yes. doesn't mean bland. <laughs> healthy doesn't mean disgusting. That's not yes. true. You know, so that's a belief. A mm-hmm. belief I'm going to feel deprived. Yes. When you don't miss your pizza anymore, when you don't miss your hamburger, you realize that hamburger, that the one you have, you know, the fast food hamburger is not good doesn't taste good once you have separated the emotion or the need of being comforted from the food Mm -hmm. then the food tastes for what it is which is frankly not that good right you know and then you start to realize wow i'd rather do my real hamburger at home with real good meat and a real piece of cheese if you like a cheeseburger or whatever it is and with vegetable on the side and you can do your food yourself real food but if your belief is I'm going to have to starve myself, starve myself, and I'm, it's going to be really hard. Then you're never going to get started. Yeah. Yeah. You're never going to get started. And uh, and there there are other beliefs, and there are other things. It's like these are the beliefs that we can think about that are the most obvious, but there are also things that are a lot more subtle mm-hmm. that we don't want to look at. And one of the questions I'm having is, what is it that you have to gain? by staying in a, in a body that you don't like? What do you gain? What is it that you have to gain? Yes. And what is it that you have to lose? What are you going to lose once you lose the weight? Yes. Once you become sexy again, once you become you know, an object of desire, what is going to happen to you? Yeah, that is such a great point. And that's exactly what we're yeah. going to come back to and talk about what do you have to gain and what do you have to lose on Thrive Life Radio right back. Hey, this is Doug with Clear Lake Today, and you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio. The Close Horse Boutique. Find out why you're one of the hottest boutiques in the Bay Area. Located in the beautiful League City Historic District, the Close Horse Boutique, 281-332-2383. Stop by today and find out why they were just voted the best ladies boutique in the Bay Area. The Close Horse Boutique. What do you get when you get associated? They're super convenient and super friendly. I love being a member and an owner of a credit union that cares. And you can join. So, get associated! Associated Credit Union of Texas. When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market better than the back of his hand? 
John Wilkinson can help answer questions related to obtaining a mortgage lender up to finding and securing the best home for you. John will take your best interests as his own and provide valuable property and neighborhood information that is important to your family. Call John at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com to start looking for your new home. How's this weekend for you? Simply contact John Wilkinson with Better Homes and Gardens. Gary Green, the real estate agent invested in you. Are you tired of shaving, tweezing, and waxing that unwanted hair? Well, guess what? Houston Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery has advanced and affordable laser hair removal. We can treat your chin, upper lip, legs, underarms, bikini, and more, and it won't grow back. So throw away those razors that make your eyes water because there's a faster way to groom your way to gorgeous. Call us today, 281-282-9555 or online at myhprs.com. Say goodbye to unwanted hair for good. Hey, this is Bryn Carden, Miss Kima Teen USA 2017, and you're listening to Vinyl Giraffe Radio. There's no one else like you. You are individually designed, so shouldn't your nutrition be designed just for you? Learn how to customize your life with ID Life. Go to myidlifetoday.com and find out how to live the life you want now. Myidlifetoday.com. Your smile is one of the first things people notice about you. Are you happy with your smile or do you try to hide it? Thanks to Dr. Derek Teakin and his amazing staff, I love my smile. Don't put off fixing what you deserve. Beautiful teeth for a new beautiful smile. Come by and see what options are available for you. Free consultations from Dr. Teakin at Teakin Smiles. Call 281-334-4944 or look them up at TeakinSmiles.com. Welcome back to Thrive Life Radio. I'm your host, Amy Robison, and I am chatting with Veronique Eberhardt this morning of Joyous Living, and we have been having an amazing discussion about emotional eating and all of the aspects that are involved in that. And as we went to break, if you're just joining us, we were just kind of starting to get into weight loss and how people feel about this. And so kind of the question we were asking at the end was, you know, if on the on the path to losing weight, if you lose the weight, what do you have to lose? But also, what do you have to gain? So I would love for you to kind of dive into that a little bit more because those are very important questions yeah. to ask as you go into that process. Yeah, and that's interesting because you said what you have to lose and what you have to gain by losing weight. Um, some of us don't need to lose weight, and that's fine, and that's uh, no, that's not a problem, and that's perfect. But when you really have the a weight issue people know what they have to gain yeah they know in the conscious mind what they have to gain oh i'm gonna feel good i'm gonna be able to get back into my former wardrobe and i can you know i'll be i'll be good but they don't want to address the real question which your nervous system is really concerned about what do you have to lose Mm -hmm. and by by all the or the question is by staying the way you are, what do you have to gain? You know, ask yourself that question. Just go, if you are driving, don't close your eyes. But, you know, if you listen <laughs> to us, just imagine yourself watching yourself in the mirror 
And imagine yourself being really thin and at your best and your best clothes, your best clothes, sorry. And um, you're really looking at yourself and you probably feel really good. But look at yourself. Do you really feel good about it? That's the first question. The second question is, bring in this room somebody. Bring your sister, your brother, your siblings, your best friend, your husband. Bring people in this room and show them how thin and how beautiful you are and how sexy you have become. What's happening? Take the time to do that. Now it's maybe a question, say, well, everybody is happy. Well, look, really, is really everybody happy? I remember doing that exercise and uh, right away my sister came to mind and it was like, oh my, you've lost so much weight. And she had, uh, in my mind's eye, she had this look on the, you know, that I was making her look bad. Mm. And I had a girlfriend once, we, we were at the beach together, I said, oh wow, you really lost so much weight. And then, and then she had this envy in her voice. And I'm like, am I going to lose my friends? Am I going mm. to lose my sister? Am I still part of that tribe if I lose yeah. all the weight? Yeah. And that's a huge one. You know, if you are always being the chubby kids, the funny one, making love everybody, mm -hmm. what's going to happen if you're not that person anymore, if you become who you really are? Right, instead of having that identity. Instead of having that identity. Yeah. So those questions are not there to just hurt you, folks. It's really there to tell you, as long as we are caught into those emotions, it's getting very, very, very difficult to change anything mm -hmm. because we are... Human beings um, don't like change. Our nervous system wants to protect us. Our nervous system just wants us to be safe and mm -hmm. to be protected. Yes. So we might want something with our mind, but the reality is, uh, is everything inside us rebels around it. Because if I lose the weight, then I will have no excuses anymore. Then I will, maybe my friend are not going to like me anymore. Then who am I going to be? Mm -hmm. Who is behind this mask? Yep. Yep, and instead of hiding in the shadows now, mm -hmm. you might have to step out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were on this group. Uh, this group I'm, I'm, I'm doing. Uh, we were talking about that, and and uh, one of the person there said, "Well, if I get thin, then I have energy. Then I have to work more at work. Then I get a promotion. She knows she's deserving a promotion. She, I get a promotion, and then and then and then I don't have time anymore for my family." Mm -hmm. Etc. Etc. It's like wow, and then men are going to look at me anymore. Just that for women, it's a big one. Yeah, it's yeah. a big, big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another really good point um, that we were discussing on the break um, was the vulnerability aspect. If yes. you lose the weight, mm -hmm. and how that can be related to your your own body image, to past traumas that have happened mm -hmm. to you, and that if you lose the weight, you know how will how will that make you feel now vulnerable because mm -hmm. you look different. Yeah. yeah, and uh, we we and that's something that we say. I've heard it. I, I don't know. What, you know, I've heard it often, and we say without thinking. Well, you just you know you're starting putting weight, and, and and you know, and it never came back. Think at the first time you're starting to to put on some weight. What happened at that time? Mm. What happened? Yeah, and it can be you know if you were the chubby kids, you can have had uh, somebody bullying you or teasing you. You know, and uh, and it can start a spiral of diet, 
or whatever. Or it can be that you've had a very traumatic event in your life. You've been touched in, in a way that was not appropriate. And then you don't want that to happen anymore. Mm -hmm. And then it starts a, a spiral of eating and endlessly eating and mindlessly eating. And unconsciously, consciously you don't want to put on the weight, but unconsciously you're protecting yourself. Yes. And if this is what you're against, you really, it, it can be, you know, it's, it, it's very freeing to go into that, those events and to go back into the past and to repair what I'm calling uh, deprogramming, yeah. getting rid of that program. What happened, happened. It's not going to go away. What will go away is the charge. This is what I'm working with with my client, mm -hmm. getting the charge out of what the traumas that happened in the past. And the first thing is the awareness that there is a real link between what happened in the past and the way we behave today. Yes. A lot of the time, we, we don't want to acknowledge that. A lot of, a lot of the time, we really don't say, well, say, well it's in the past and that's mm -hmm. forgotten. It's forgotten in the 4% of your mind, which is the conscious mind. 96% of, you know, of who we are, it's unconscious. And this is not forgotten. Yeah. The body keeps the score. It does. It's, you know, those things, those traumatic events get yeah. stored in the central nervous system. Mm -hmm. It does. And it gets kind of locked up and mm -hmm. tightened up. And that's part of that stress response kind of we were discussing yeah. at the beginning where, yeah. you know, your digestion shuts down and your immune yeah. system shuts down and all of these happen because yeah. you're constantly in fight or flight. Yeah. You may not emotionally feel that yeah. way, but the internal body is feeling that way. And mm -hmm. if you don't identify those underlying behaviors and thoughts and things like that, mm -hmm. the nervous system cannot release it. No, it, it just cannot release and he doesn't want to. Yes. He doesn't yeah. want, it just wants to protect you yeah. at any cost, even at the cost of, of dying. You know, some people are like like 100 pounds and then and, and they know they are a burger away from dying. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, was um, the title of a movie, whatever, which one it was. It was, I'm a burger away from dying from mm -hmm. a heart attack. Yeah. And people know it. Yeah. And they say, why can't I do anything? So they beat themselves up and yeah. they being, you know, they right. put more stress on themselves and they try the, uh, a diet and they try this and they try that, which is adding more stress yes. on the body, more stress on the emotion. And it doesn't help. You know, you might lose a few pounds and then you go back and it comes back with a vengeance. vengeance. And as long as you haven't gone to the roots of what is really going on, then you're always going to go back and forth. Yeah. Always. And women, we are, we have a physiological reality, which makes it a lot more difficult than men. Uh, hormonal mm -hmm. reality and physiological reality that we put on some weight because that's what women do so that we can feed our babies. That's, that's, you know, physiological. Right. But uh, first of all, it doesn't mean that we're doomed. It doesn't mean that we cannot, you know, have a peaceful relationship with our food and our, our body, lose, release the weight. Yeah. But and also it doesn't mean that men don't have the same issues. Men also put the weight to protect themselves. You know, they start to play, you know, football. They put all the weight and they put all the weight and they put all the weight and they, and they realize what they're trying to do is protect this little boy that was maybe bullied. Mm. And that's and they, inside of them, inside of them, there's still this little bullied boy, you know, and once the muscle fall or go away i mean what's left is the weight is still there yeah. but inside it's always this little boy which which has been who, who has been uh, bullied or who has been uh, mistreated or whatever happened uh, in the past so it's not you know it's not on women or men it's everybody who ha has to to deal with this root 
the root cause mm -hmm. of why we're having such complicated relationship with food. Yes, and mm -hmm. we have so much um, angst and anger at ourselves around yes. it. Yeah. That's a really big deal. Yeah. We don't show ourselves a lot of self-love. Exactly. We are instead, why don't I have the willpower? Why can't I do this? What's mm -hmm. wrong with me? Well, yeah, and, and as soon as we start what's wrong with me, yes something is wrong yes. the question itself the question itself means that there's something going on in the body something and, is wrong yes and yeah. and and it's not that there's nothing wrong with you it's right. really the question which is wrong there's nothing wrong and what what can be done it's we can dig into really the 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 causes and whether the causes of the the weight issues are um you know too much stress mm -hmm. in your life mm -hmm. You can say, well, I cannot change anything, but why, I, why are we choosing the stress in our lives? It's, you know, not everybody chooses stress, so right. there is too much stress. So that's something, if the cause is, is I need to protect myself, then we need to go there, right. you know? And uh, so we, we can do that. If the causes are, I miss, I, miss my, I miss my friend, I miss my parents, I moved away from home and I need that food and I need to be comforted, then that's something we can work on. And so uh, we if if also another thing is I don't feel fulfilled in my life. I'm not doing what I want to do. Yeah. And the only thing that can fill this hole, this gapping hole, this like wheel of uh, frustration and disappointment is food. Yeah. And you know, and you can do all the diets you want as long as you don't address this problem. Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. The questions we ask ourselves and the things that we say to ourselves and the internal dialogue is really, really important. And just going down yeah. that negative thought pattern, that negative spiral, that there mm -hmm. is like there is something wrong with yeah. us. And the thing is, is the body is very intelligent. Mm -hmm. The body does not make mistakes. What it does is it responds to the environment mm -hmm. it's been given. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is change that environment. And a large Absolutely. part of that is changing the way that we think. So we're going to dig into that environment a little bit when we come back and also talk about a great program that Veronique has coming up at the beginning of the year to help you out. Right back, Thrive Life Radio. Hey, it's Adam Smasher for Clear Lake Today. Look, when I'm looking to find a business, a service, or a place to eat in the Clear Lake and Bay Area, first place I look, clearlaketoday.com. All the info I need can be found easily on clearlaketoday.com. If you're looking to find a business, you need to check clearlaketoday.com first. If you own a business in the Clear Lake area, you need to make sure your business information is on clearlaketoday.com. To make sure your business news, coupons, videos, and more can be found on clearlaketoday.com, contact Doug Meisinger by emailing doug at clearlaketoday.com. What do you get? When you get associated. They're super convenient and super friendly. I love being a member and an owner of a credit union that cares. And you can join. So, get associated! Associated Credit Union of Texas. Lori Copy. A name you can trust. Lori Copy. A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending, serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori Why are you saying it like that? Copy. Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori Seriously? Copy. If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit LCOPPOCK.com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, Equal Housing Lending. Lori Copy. Oh, for God's sake. Monica Sykes, Realtor, and you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio. 
Bubba Shrimp Palace sets the standard for seafood in the Clear Lake and Galveston Bay area. With locations in San Leon and League City, Bubba Shrimp Palace offers a welcoming atmosphere and the freshest seafood available. And don't forget, Bubba Shrimp Palace is the home of the world-famous Jimmy Walker sauce. Join us on Galveston Bay at 113 6th Street in sunny San Leon or on I-45 at 352 Gulf Freeway North in League City. Bubba Shrimp Palace, an original dining experience. Are you looking for a high-level business networking opportunity? Then look no further than Vinyl Draft. Mark your calendar for 7 p.m. on the third Tuesday of each month and join Doug Meisinger and Bertrand McHenry along with co-host Kelly Williams for a totally unique networking concept. No selling, no passing out business cards, just a place to mix, mingle, and create relationships with Clear Lake Area's top professionals. All of this with the fine food and craft cocktails of Preamble Lounge and Craft House and an all-vinyl L. LP soundtrack. And remember, it's Vinyl Draft. Wear something nice. Welcome back to Thrive Life Radio. I'm your host, Amy Robison. If you are just joining me here, we are about to wrap up our session, our last few minutes together. I have been talking with Veronique Eberhardt of Joyous Living, and we have really had such an amazing conversation about emotional eating this past hour. So if you're just joining us, I really recommend hopping back on and watching this all the way through or going onto SoundCloud and listening to it. Because if this is something that you are dealing with, she has really highlighted a lot of really wonderful information and different things for you to begin thinking about and begin identifying in your own life, things that are holding you back from gaining the level of health, whether it's weight loss or if it's something else going on, Mm -hmm. Um, gaining that level of health that you have been wanting and trying to get to, but feeling like there's something wrong with you. We were just having this discussion in the last segment about this question that we, that we, say to ourselves of what's wrong with you there's something wrong with you and how detrimental that one little question can be and getting to the root of why we're asking that question yeah well we grew up believing that something is wrong with us because because we are in a culture where you know um, punishment is is uh, valued over encouragement Mm. and then as a child when there's something we do which is uh, we we do something that is supposed to be wrong or seen as wrong, we are made felt like we are wrong. Mm -hmm. And we hear that a lot of parents, what's wrong with you? We hear that. Parents say, well, what's wrong? Why are you crying? What's wrong with you? We, we even say that, that to each other sometimes. What's wrong with, what's with you? you? What's wrong with you? Well, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm yeah. just having a bad day. Or I didn't mm-hmm. sleep enough. And there's nothing wrong with me. And we say those things without really thinking them yeah. through. Yeah. And then it becomes our inner voice. It becomes yes. our inner critic. Yeah. And, and that inner voice is beating us up all the time. So can you, can you imagine yourself living with an inner critic all the time that is beating yourself up all the time? You know, can you imagine yourself being with your, I don't know, a bad person you were or somebody that you grew up with that was always on your back, mm-hmm. whoever it was, that person is still inside of you, whether yeah. it was, you know, your sport coach or in my sister's case, it was a piano teacher. She was such a mean person mm. and she was always like on her and you, did, you didn't practice, you didn't work enough. Or why do you come to, my, to, to the piano lesson you didn't do? Why don't you, do you even waste my time? Yeah. You're such, you know, you're never going oh to be goodness. good. And I remember going to those piano lessons 
picking her up and I was terrified. I was younger. I was terrified. Just and I said I will never play piano in my life. Mm. And my sister, after one year, she quit. Yeah. And this mean coach voice is still her inner voice. And I'm sure you people there, you're having that inside of you. Yeah. Don't live with that person inside of you. Yep. And I mean, think about what's happening when, when we have that negativity, you know, we think about it just being in the mind, but we that creates a physiologic response Absolutely. in the body. So it's I think it's really interesting to kind of have that visual of you have an inner critic beating you up. Exactly. So if you think about this, per, this inner critic and this voice in your body punching you all over the body, yeah. you know, and creating all of this disruption and all of this mm-hmm. pain and all of these health problems, because of course, if someone was actually hitting you, you would have swelling Mm -hmm. and inflammation. And so Mm -hmm. all of that actually is taking place in the body when you have this constant negative critic. And now I'm not saying, you know, there aren't days where people are going to, you know, those thoughts are going to come into your mind. You know, I think it does for everybody, but it's, Mm -hmm. you know, can we recognize them? And so if someone's starting to recognize this, what do they do with that? Well, the first thing is acknowledging that is it's not a, you know, a victimless crime. People just don't realize how detrimental it is. And then I I would say, well, just, and I'm using emotional freedom technique or some other techniques to, yes. to deprogram that. So yeah. people can really, uh, you know, go on my Facebook or whatever mm-hmm. and check with me what I'm doing. Yeah, um, talk a little, explain a little bit about what that is, emotional freedom technique. We're going to be talking about that on some future shows. Yes. But give us a little tidbit of a, what that emotion, is. Emotional freedom technique is, um, it's uh, pairing basically all what we know about brain development nowadays mm-hmm. with 5,000 years of uh, Eastern wisdom, Eastern medicine wisdom, Chinese um, medicine and all those things. So we use the meridian, we use the energy body, the body of the energy, mm-hmm. then, and we tap on points while we're talking and while we're going into memories. And as a practitioner, I lead people to a specific moment and place and I tap in a specific way that are going to deprogram mm-hmm. really what happened. So, and, and, and the stress and clarify really clarify, go to the point where people really see, oh, this is what's happening. But not only see what's happening, because a lot of people know what's happening mm-hmm. with their mind, but feel it in the body yeah. and get it out of the nervous system. Yes. This is really the main difference. People say, well, you're you psycho- psychologist. I'm like, yes, I am kind of very psycho- psychologist, but I'm not staying in the mind. Right. We have to get out of our mind. Yes. We are too much into our mind. We need to get into our body. We need to get into the roots of where the, the these blocks uh, has been stuck in our body. So that's what we do. And I, I do it all also with food and memories of, of food. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody is telling me I've been starting to take um, diet pills when I was 16, and I'm like, uh, and I've been taking diet pills for the last 30 years, and I'm like, okay, what happened when you were yeah. 16? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what happened when you were 14? You know, and then we go into that, and then the, the memory, the, what happened, happened. But it, you know, once you get rid of that emotional charge around the event, then it doesn't run you anymore. Right. It doesn't run you. You can make better choice. You're not that 16 years old running away from boys bullying you or cornering you under a tree mm-hmm. or whatever happened at that time yeah. when you were 16, you know, and you don't run away from it anymore. So that's really um, a very, very powerful clinically proven tool that is that we pairing in the program um, Get Loss, uh, um, Get Healthy, Lose Weight, that's yes. the program we're yes. doing. And we use that to go into to the roots of why, why we actually um, 
uh, have problem losing weight. Yeah. And I say we because um, that's a program I do with uh, health coach uh, Aurelia yes, Costa. Yes, yes. Why don't yeah. you? We've got just a couple minutes left, and I want to make sure people know yeah. about this. So, yeah. especially if you've been listening this whole time, whether you're live, you're coming, you're watching us later, or listening to us um, online, um, I would love for them to know what the program is and yeah. that it's starting in January. So, if they like what they've heard and they're resonating with this or yeah. identifying with this and they want to yeah. do something about it, that you have a program coming up yes. to help them start working on this. So, tell us about that. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's a program we're addressing what we addressed in the beginning of the pro- of uh, the, the talk today, which is confusion around food yeah. and bio-individuality, that everybody is different. So there is uh, Aurelia Costa, health coach, is uh, really in charge of the food component of the program. So for four weeks, uh, we're having p- people uh, being put on what we call uh, trying a di- diet, which is not calorie restrictive, right. but it's, it's good food. We're getting away all the food which is pro-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. And for four weeks, we lead them through that. So it's not calorie ret- restrictive. It's about getting healthy, knowing what your body really wants. Yes. You know? And at the end, we'll teach you how to reintroduce certain food into your diet. And in the same time, I'm really mm-hmm. d- diving deep into what is the root cause of why you haven't been able to follow through a diet until now, why you haven't been able to uh, get healthy, just to choose what is good for you. Why have you been able to prioritize yourself? So we're really working together you know, just the mindset might not be enough if you eat junk all the time. And just getting rid, checking on the food and just, you know, doing a diet is not enough if you really have deep issues. Yeah, I, I think it's such an important thing to do both of them together. Yes. Because, you know, the food can only take you so far, the emotional side can only take you so far. Exactly. They have to be in conjunction because you're a whole person. Absolutely. So, and there's many different facets that mm-hmm. make up a person. So the diet is just one of them. But the emotional, the spiritual, the mental, the physical, mm-hmm. all of those are combined to make up who you are. Absolutely. And by by working through all of those different things together, that's how you really get results. And that's how you really get to that next level. Yeah. And results are whatever they are for you. So whatever your goals are and whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish in this health journey, it's it's for you. So Absolutely. we just got a few seconds left, Veronique. I, I appreciate so much the information that you have given us today. And I really hope that... Um, what you have said will change some people's lives, maybe wake them up a little bit yes. and they realize that, oh, there's nothing really wrong with me. There's no wrong with There's me. nothing wrong with you. And there you. are solutions. There are solutions. Look for solutions. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. We'll be back next week. Thrive Life Radio with Erica Jensen. Veronique, again, thank you. See you later. Hi, this is Kat Clemens with Hope Village and you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio. Are you tired of shaving, tweezing, and waxing that unwanted hair? Well, guess what? Houston Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery has advanced and affordable laser hair removal. We can treat your chin, upper lip, legs, underarms, bikini, and more, and it won't grow back. So throw away those razors that make your eyes water, because there's a faster way to groom your way to gorgeous. Call us today, 281-282-9555, or online at myhprs.com. Say goodbye to unwanted hair for good.